You're listening to the Rad Podcast. Explore wealth. Different model, a different way, different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Parts of the country, twenty four seven, seven days a week. I was just done with the gurus. If somebody gives me thirty to fifty thousand dollars, that should be a lifetime relationship for Podcast Nation. Because if you give me that kind of money, I have an obligation, in my opinion, a responsibility to see you succeed. Hey, we have some fun stuff that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about bidding strategies at auctions and some of the things that we've done over the years to really make a difference in how we're getting prices at fantastic at fantastic numbers. And so for me, when I go to an auction, I'm really looking to buy properties. I'm looking to make money. I always go in with this intention that I'm going to buy. And so when we're doing business and when we're working at this thing, you're out there driving properties, you're putting in the hustle, and you're getting everything ready to go, right? Over the last few weeks, we've talked about lists, we've talked about evaluating properties, we've broke down a lot of different things, but the bottom line is, if you don't buy a property, what are you going to do, right? It kind of sucks. And so there's always going to be auctions where you can buy properties and auctions where it just doesn't happen. But today we're going to share with you some some just kind of ninja things that that I've used over the years to get it. Now one of the things I hear from time to time to people is I went and attended an auction and nothing really went for my price. I went and attended an auction and nothing really went for my price and what I found over the years is all auctions, every county across the country, they run in these cycles and they run in these waves. And and so what I found over the years is that this is really kind of a specialized niche, a specialized industry. And there's times when, when there's auctions, when there's lots of people that go, and times when there's not lots of people that go. And so like in any given month, you've got to be prepared to be able to capitalize on that by, by knowing how you're going to bid and knowing you're going to how to get properties for fantastic prices. I remember there was one auction, and this is just you know, not that long ago. And we, we had gone through you know, five days of driving properties morning to night. We had driven over 100 houses. Um, we had narrowed it down to our, our houses we wanted to bid on. And we went through all day Tuesday and only bought one house. And then we went through Wednesday and didn't buy anything at the auction. And then we're hitting Thursday and we're going through the auction. We've gone through about 300 properties at the auction. And we're down to like the last 15 to 20 properties. And the auction's going on and we're just at a kind of point where we're kind of disappointed, but we're ready. We're ready. And what happens every once in a while at auctions, there's two like really critical times when you can buy and you get, you get to buy. So... You know, one of those critical times is right at the beginning of an auction. For some reason, lots of times people just aren't ready to bid. Lots of times people aren't ready to take action. And and so if you jump on that first property, if you're able to get right on it at the beginning of the auction, then sometimes it's a great time where you can buy awesome properties. Then there's right at the end of the auction. So what happens is sometimes people get tired of waiting, and so they leave. Sometimes people run out of money, so they've spent their load, they've spent their money, and now, now that, that they don't have more money in order to bid against you. And so, you know, over time, you know, I've found that, that these kind of properties are, are, are critical times to pay attention. But always, every once in a while, there's these loopholes that happen. There's just these, there's these pivots during auction where, you know, just the rhythm goes back and forth. And if you're always paying attention, if you're always on it, if you always have your max bid street, then you can get really blessed with one of your properties coming in under max bid. Like for me... When I'm looking at it, if I have a max bid of 40000 and I'm able to buy it for 30000 that's like a freaking amazing, 
amazing steel. So some of you guys that are out there like Greg and Ted, you guys know what I'm talking about. You're on here every week paying attention, getting focused. You know, Kathy White, those of you who, who are on here getting focused, you know, the reality is, is this is a long game with immediate action right now. And so we're going to talk about some different bidding strategies uh, that we're doing at auction, some cool things. So when I'm bidding, one of the things I never, ever, ever do is be the first first one to bid. Now, there are times where you're the only one that bids on a property, so you got to make sure you bid, and then I'll pass the property on to another another month. But the reality is, I don't like to be the first one to bid because what happens is, as soon as you start bidding, everyone looks up to see who's who's bidding. Everyone looks up to to kind of measure things up. And so, if you have sharks right that are wanting to take advantage of bidders that that don't have a lot of experience, or if you're nervous, right? You don't need everybody looking at you when you get ready to bid at that point in time. And so what I like to do is let everybody else kind of kind of get bidding. And then I like to just ease into the bidding. I like to start bidding along with everybody else so I'm not noticed as something different. There's something about like creating a war with people or something about like this back and forth like you see on TV like the uh, storage wars, right? That doesn't, that doesn't work. Because what happens is, is if somebody gets passion about beating you during the auction, then they're likely to bid the property up more than what you, than what, you, than what you know, bid it up more than what they normally would, what their max bid is. And so, you know, I'm just looking to see, you know, everything that's going on. I'm watching body language. I'm watching to see, you know, what's going on. So one of the things for you to realize is when people are getting close to their max bids, their bodies start to tighten. Their faces start to frown. Their fist will clench lots of times at the sound. Right? Their hand will change and they'll stick their hands in their pockets. Right? And that way I kind of know, because cause what I'm going to share with you in a moment is, is about how to take advantage of that when people start to get towards, towards the end, end of their bidding um, and what they're willing to bid and what they want to bid on properties. And so another thing to pay attention to is if somebody has you know, kind of a relaxed body language, but then they go to crossed arms or crossed legs, then that's another thing where they're starting to get to a point where they're getting at the end of their bidding. And so now you know you're getting into a place where you can push them a little bit and, and bump the bid. So, um, you know, it's just good to see this whole thing, you know, out when you're there at an auction. It's such a surreal experience. I always say it, it, it's, it's, you know, just like an adrenaline rush. Um, you go in there and you're competing and you're bidding. And, and I always, you know, think of it as, as, a, as a ton of fun. And, and, and you got to go in there, you know, with that kind of joy that kind of energy, believing, knowing that you're going to buy a property. And a lot of people say that that's, you know, you know, hokey pokey stuff. No, I believe that I get better deals because I believe I'm going to go in and get a better deals. I believe that we, we win properties because I know when I'm going in that I'm wanting to win properties. So, you know, as we go at this, you know, it's just this kind of thing where you begin to create this mutual respect, right? So what I like to do is I like to get into bidding and then, and then let other bidders know, hey, I'm backing off. I'm letting you have this one, right? I'm not gonna take this one, right? And so, so, so I know that like this doesn't work all the time, but it's not about what works all the time. But it's about what works when you buy the property. That's the key. That that's the whole important thing is about when you buy the property. It, it's interesting that when when the sheriffs respect you, it's for some reason other bidders respect you. So you know, not that long ago we were out at Houston uh, and it was just hot. It was it was absolutely like just like a hundred degrees and a and and a hundred percent humidity. Granted, I know we're in winter now, but I remember I went and sent out one of one of my one of my team and I made them go buy you know two cases of water and we give every single sheriff um, 
a water bottle, right? That was there at the auction. There's nine different auctions going on at once. Any given table, there's you know three different sheriffs that are working there, and they're in bulletproof vests and they're in their full gear and their full getup, and it's hot and it's burning up. So just getting them a bottle of water, right? And and you know every time I've gone to that auction over the years now, there's there's a memory of that with with those of them that you know are still working that post, which a lot of them do. And so you know it's just about creating this 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 camaraderie ship, right? I like to pay attention over time and watch to see who are the bidders buying lots of properties. I'm not worried about the one-offs, right? They're not really competitors in the sense that like they're not going to be there every single month, but I am paying attention to the people who buy five, ten properties on a given auction that are buying one auction, two, two, I mean one property, two properties every single month. Because when I'm finding that they're, they're doing that, those are the people I'm working on building a relationship. Now, so getting, working out a deal with someone is, is, is illegal, right? You can't work out a deal and say, you know, basically let's keep, you know, the auction prices down and I'm not going to work against you. But you can create a mutual respect. I remember, for example, um, there's this, this one gentleman, uh, last name's Gerber, and he's down there bidding against me in Houston, right? My wife went with me to the auction. You know, I wanted, wanted her to, to bid in one of property. I wanted her to see the process um, of how we do it and those kind of things. And she was bidding on a property. And I, I said to him, and he was the last one bidding. And against me, He's the last one bidding a lot. I mean, it's really common that we look at a lot of the same properties. We look at a lot of the same things. And I said, hey, man, let my wife win this property, right? Now, for me, it, our business isn't going to change whether she wins that property or not. But like any angle that I can use to get a property, and he just backed off and, and she went ahead and bid it, right? And she won it, I think it was right at $60,000. He brought me over his max bid sheet and showed me that it was about $72,000. Now, he did that for several reasons. One, because he wants me to back off when he's bidding on something every once in a while. And the other thing is he wanted to show me that, you know, hey, look, I did you a favor right there. And we've done that same thing with others time and time again. So it's super important, you know, that you build these relationships. Look, auctions, everybody has these habits. And they look at me like I'm crazy. But at the same time, you know, we've won properties so far under max bid sometimes that it's just blown me away. And so there's things that we do when we're out there bidding. And I'm always paying attention. I don't bid super often in the sense that like I'm not bidding constantly throughout the auction. Um, it, like in, in, in some places, they don't care where you stand or where you sit. You're just in a room and you're bidding. But in other places, they force you to sit. And if you're going to bid, you have to stand up. And so we're at an auction um, where, where we're required to stand up. I'll go ahead and stand up with, you know, there's probably 500 people in the room. So with 20 or 30 other people. But I'm still just watching the bidding. And what I like to do is, is do what's called pop bidding. I like to spike the bid, right? Kind of like a volleyball. And what I do is I watch for the zeros and fives. So you see that here, when the numbers get to zero five, I watch for that zeros or fives and I like to break the rhythm of the auction. These people go, they have this philosophy that, and I think it's a very, probably an engineer's kind of mindset, which is you know very important in certain fields. But when it comes to influence or it comes to auctions, you know, for me, I like to watch when the, the numbers get to those zeros and fives, and that's when I spike it. So if I see an auction where they're going, you know, uh, 1,100, 1,200, 1,300, and they go slow, right? They'll go, I've literally seen auctions go up to $300,000 by, by going 1,100, 1,200. And usually when they get to 20,000, they make you go 20,500, 21,000, 21,500, 22,000, 22,500. And they just go through this like meticulous, methodical process. And I see, you know, bidders at auctions that just wait, right? And so one auction, my max bid on a property was $89,000. And so they were like still like, like less than, I think they were like less than $15,000.
and I just went ahead and spiked it to $71,000. And the auctioneer's like, oh my. And, and, and then people are checking their sheets and going back, and then she goes ahead and says sold. And we picked up, we picked up that property way under, way under our max bid. Um, and then it's interesting because it's funny when you do something like that, it kind of throws off the whole rhythm of the entire auction. And so, so it's, it's crazy because the, the whole rhythm shifts. And so one, one of the things that, that we've had happen after we've spiked a bid like that is the next property that comes up, we bid and nobody immediately bids against you for some reason. And, and more than once we've picked up a property for the minimum bid. And so it's like this thing that breaks the rhythm of people. And so it's, it's very, very, very different. Anytime I can get the other bidders looking at their max bid sheets and I can get them kind of, kind of, kind of fumbling with it and, and, and staring at it, right? Ours is incredibly organized. You know, our max bid sheets are, and I'm going to talk to about you about max bid sheets in a minute, but a lot of people don't, right? They have these, like, they'll have something like this, right? So this is... We interrupt this broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast. You know, pad of paper, and they have this, this stuff here like this, and they're trying to scroll through it, and they're trying to get to which property they're going to do and try and figure out, you know, which house they're going to do. I think I dropped a paper clip there. Oh. It'll survive. So, um, and, and it's crazy, you know, and, and so they're not, they're not just, they're not just in it. And then, and then sometimes people get frustrated in that moment. And when people are frustrated, they don't act right. There's a small percentage of people that, that, that act when they get frustrated. And so, you know, these are things that are, that are really, really important. Now, because I'm always at auctions and because I'm a constantly bidder, I also have, you know, done things over the years like have a placebo bidder. And what a placebo bidder is, is, is another person to bid and buy my properties while people are focused on me and, and the energy and energy of what I'm doing. So like recently, my brother Dory was in Philadelphia and his, my wife Molly sat in a completely different area than he did. And, and so a lot of the guys who have, you know, trying to push bids back and forth with him and those kind of things, you know, um, you know, aren't going to bid against her. They're not thinking about her. And that moment, and it's a fascinating thing. And I know this sounds crazy. And these are just experiences that we've had that is that men don't, don't like to overbid women an extraordinarily amount, right? Like when it starts to get to that point in time, they like want to be the nice guys. Um, and it's actually a, a kind of an advantageous thing for some women is just like, like, like if they get to a point in time where, or, or like a woman's bidding on something, for some reason it feels like they back off. And so, you know, I, I think it's crazy because to me it's math, it's numbers. And, I, and I, I know what my max bids are. I know what I'm going in for. And at the same time, it just, it just happens that way. You know, another thing is just to be really disciplined about what you're willing to bid. You know, I, I find over the years, I find people find they have a favorite property or a property they're super passionate about. And suddenly they go beyond their max bids. And that can be a little bit dangerous because this thing all comes back to a numbers game, right? Last week we were sharing with you kind of the formulas to calculate your max bid and, and how to get how to get those right numbers in order to go into an auction to know you're going to make profits and know you're going to make money. Um, and so, you know, our max bid sheets are incredibly important. Um, typically what we do is we have these, these numbers here that we like to look at. So the assessor's parcel number. And so typically, you know, depending on what um, county you're in across the country, like Texas, they call it a cause number. Um, but it's the order that properties are going to be bid on. It's a, an official accounting record number. It's an important number because what I, you need to do is make sure that number matches the address that you're bidding on with the property because sometimes they'll call a parcel number and then they'll read a different address and that can be, 
throw something off when it comes to an auction. Um, neighborhood rating A, B, C, or D. Property rating A, B, C, or D. After repair value is ARV, um, PA, uh, our exit strategy, whether we're going to flip, um, auction deal, auction date. And so these are all notes that we have. We'll post the copy of this uh, max bid sheet for you guys into the, the feed for, for the Facebook Live. Um, there's a couple of people here that are wanting to say hi, so I'll say hi to them. Dale and Dale Angel, Mike, what's up, you guys? Um, and, and a couple more for, for, this, for these live experiences. So one of the things I want you to do is you've done a lot of homework, and you've done a tremendous amount of work during this auction process. What I don't want you to do is give people um, your answers. Like This is like your, your master crib sheet for your, for your final exam, and nobody else needs to read it. So what I do is I take it and I fold it. So there's a line right here, right? I'm trying to look at the camera so I can see it and see how close I am but there's a delay on the feed so I can't see that. So right there, okay, there's a line, line on there for the max bid. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my sheet and I'm gonna fold it just over that max bid. And the reason I'm gonna fold it over that max bid at that point in time is so that nobody else can read my max bid. And then I fold it a second time, right, to match that, just so I'm covering my sheet so nobody can see my numbers. Because I don't want people to know what's on my max bid sheet. I don't want them to know what my max bids are, which properties I'm going to bid on, and those kind of things. And I know this sounds kind of crazy, but literally I've been at auctions and like you get the creeper and they're like looking over your shoulder like to try and see your sheet or you're like in conversations with your team or people and you'll see this random person in, like over here and they're just kind of like standing like in your vicinity and I'm like, just do your own homework, fool, right? Like it's crazy. <laughs> and it's interesting because like, they're so freaking lazy. I mean, like it's it's amazing how lazy most people are. It, it, like the like at the Philadelphia auction, they provide this book, and you get this booklet with all with the you know list of all the properties, and this outside third party company that has no liability takes pictures of the properties. And so many many times over the years, because we go and look at our properties, the this picture in the in the book doesn't match the actual house where the address is. And so like recently, like just this, this about 10 days ago, Dory bought a house and the picture in the book is of an empty lot, right? But then, so everybody's not bidding on it and Dory was the only one that I could think of that went and bought it because we won that house for $10,000. Like $10,000, I mean, who buys a freaking house for $10,000? Because all the other people are looking at it as a lot. My, my brother went and drove the property and then just to make sure, right, we went and checked the, the, the GIS data, right? The geographic, I don't even know what GIS stands for, but it's you go online and you go to like the tax, the tax website and you put in GIS for this county and then it shows you the parcel map, right? For the individual, for the individual properties. And so, so now you're in a place where, where you can see exactly which house or exactly which property you're looking at. And so we double checked it just to make sure, um, because always I say if you don't know the property lines or you're confused about which property is, then pass. But we bought a property that was just land. Another example is we bought a house on Marvine Street, and Marvine, um, the picture was of a lot as well. Well, what we did is we read into the, the county description, and what was happening is we were buying two lots. So yes, you were getting the empty lot they had the picture of, but as well, you were getting this really nice house, right? Um, maybe we can post a picture of Marvine, Marvine 2 um, in there so you guys can see what I'm talking about with the lot and the property. But so, you know, this is just something where you do your homework, you keep your max bid sheet confidential 
to yourself and, and, and it's also easy for you to be able to check things when it's like that because if I look at it right now, I have this part folded over so my max bid is the very next line. My max bid is the very next line right here. And so I'm just folding this, folding this back and forth, right? And like it's it's such an important part of part of the process. And I know people do it on their cell phones and they do it on their laptops or they do it different ways. But what I've found over the years is laptops don't always work, cell phones don't always work, right? You hit the wrong button and your cell phone starts doing an update in the middle middle of an auction. Your laptop suddenly goes, you know, to the, the black screen of death, right? And so suddenly it's not working. Or you have stuff online or the internet and suddenly the internet's not working. And so I don't rely on technology when it comes to my money. I like to have, you know, hand paper in hand. It's just me. I know it's I know it's a little bit old school and I don't know what I did with the clicker. So we'll go to the next slide. So at the auction you're gonna fold your sheets to hide your notes. Um, you know, over the years, there's been some very fast ways I've been able to make money at auctions. And so one of the things that I would teach people to be able to do is to go to auctions, start building some relationships, start building some connections. And one of the things that we've done to make money very, very quickly is done an assignment of bid down at auctions. And so um, and this isn't possible in every auction across the country, but there's a lot of auctions. And it's usually the ones where you do uh, a down payment and then you pay the rest of it you know, in 30 days or you pay the rest of it in 60 days. There are auctions where you have to go and pay cash, but an assignment of bid is a very quick, very fast way to be able to make money. Um, and so you know, what I like to do is have buyers in pocket. That's not a buyer that tells me, hey, you know, you know, I'd like to go invest in properties. No, that's a buyer that I've broken bread with, I've had a meal with. That's a buyer that's willing to put money into an escrow account um, and that's ready, ready to take action, and you know their criteria to such a point that, that you're going to get them exactly what they want. And so that's a, the fastest way I've seen to be able to make money in this business is to make others money. And so by doing that, you can do an assignment of bid, which is a fantastic way to do it. And we talk a lot about deal structuring and ways to pull money immediately out of deals, but an assignment of bid is the fastest way to, uh, to do it. Um, another kind of secret that a lot of people aren't aware of, a lot of people don't know, is, is how you can use overages to your advantage as, as a bidder, as, as an auctioneer. Any lien on a property can be paid off with the overage of a property. And so we're constantly looking at properties that are going to have different things that people get scared of. So when people go down to auctions, they get scared of IRS liens. They get scared of uh, other judgments against properties. And so if I know that a property owes you know $15,000 in taxes and I know it's going to sell for $70,000, then I know, you know, between that 70 and that 15, right, is like 55,000. So I know there's probably going to be around $50,000 in overages. So if there's other liens on the property, then I can push those overages to pay off those other liens, and that can be really advantageous. Now, here's kind of a, a secret that, that most people don't know. As you can personally buy those liens from the other people and then push the overage to your other entity that bought those liens. So let's say there's a $40,000, let's say somebody owned a Ferrari, right? And they had the car got impounded and, and then it got, and then it got you know, sold. And what was left that they owed after it was sold was $40,000 and the car company put a lien against their house for the $40,000. Now you could go to that car company, you can offer them pennies on the dollar, you can offer them 20 cents on the dollar and offer them eight grand to take that lien off of their hands. Now you own that $40,000 lien, and if you push that overage from buying that property to that lien, right, then, then you would be able to make 
that extra $32,000 on, on the difference. And so I know that's a little bit of advanced stuff. Now, if you look at properties that are going to auctions that have big liens on them, right? That have these different, different things. If you're doing your homework and doing your title research without even buying a property at auction, you could go and you could buy the lien, right? Um, and you could even do this on contract, right? Buy the lien and then, and then go and push the overage to the lien and then get paid through that overage is just another way for you to be able to pick up overages that nobody really, really talks about. And so those are just some, some really advanced stuff that we talked about today. Um, made it quick, impactful. Um, I remember a couple of things that are really important is, is one, protect your, protect your max bid sheet. Two, do the homework that no one else is willing to do. Um, and, and three, be willing to be a little bit different. So when I'm at auctions and I spike bids, people look at me like I'm just crazy sometimes. They look at me like I'm insane because they're so used to their rhythm. You know, $100, $200, $300, $400, $500. And then you know the property is going to sell for over $100,000. What do these people like think that they're suddenly going to buy the property for $3,000, right? And so that's, you know, there's nothing wrong. If you think the property is going to sell for $110,000 and it's a $200,000 property, what's wrong with spiking the bid to $32,000 all of a sudden? Because, you know, you never know. Um, and over the years, we've had properties fall through those cracks and be able to win. So, you know, our team is going to be sharing more content, more videos, uh, do the homework other people aren't willing to do, and uh, keep making investments. So we'll see you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Rad Podcast, an exploration of wealth. For more information, please visit our website, www.raddiversified.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Thank you.